Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Becca's Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and I just want to say I hope you are having an amazing day today. And if someone hasn't told you that you are amazing, I just want to let you know right now, you are amazing. You're incredible. And you're doing great things. Keep it up. Um, I just feel like everyone needs a little bit of encouragement here or there. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to make this podcast. If you didn't read the title and just went, Rebecca posted a new podcast and I want to listen. Honestly, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, But I just wanted to say that this podcast is all about how to become more confident. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff on like Instagram or there's like 5 million books on out there being like how to become more confident, how to become like a superhero, how to like do what you want to do and be the best version of yourself and yada, yada, yada. And all you got to do is believe in yourself. Um, And... I appreciate those things, but at the same time, as a person who was struggling to feel confident within myself, I didn't find those things very helpful. It's like when people tell you to just say affirmations and you'll start loving yourself, which I agree those do work to some degree. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more behind it as far as just saying affirmations. I feel like part of you has to believe it um, but also part of you also needs to make them up your own like for me when I was doing affirmations when people would be like oh just say you love yourself or say that like "Mm, you're strong you're capable or I can do anything Um, just those like simple generic ones and I know people are just trying to give people ideas but for me I found the affirmations that worked the best were the ones where I got super duper specific. I can't think of any of them right now, but I feel like that kind of goes in line with the whole like, become more confident, just believe in yourself. And I just wanted to make a podcast that like would actually give you actionable steps and realistic ideas of what it's like to actually try and become more confident because there was a period in my life where um, I wasn't very confident. I wasn't confident in myself. I didn't believe in myself. Um, I knew I wanted to become more confident and I just thought this would be really helpful for a lot of people to hear. So I'm just going to go through just a few actionable steps or things for you to just think about so that you can become the most confident version of yourself. And the first thing is to trust yourself. Um, I don't think we're told this enough. I think a lot of the times we're just told like do the thing or maybe you should go and ask someone else or it's better to go ask for someone else's opinion and um or do what they want to do so you're not stepping on anyone's toes. And I believe that to trust yourself, you need to take more risks. You need to try things, but you also, you need to show up for yourself. And this could look like you doing what you told yourself to do. So I know some people are into like New Year's resolutions. Some people aren't. Um, This podcast is probably going to come around around like March time. And so I know that's that period of time where people are like, 
I don't know if I've kept with my New Year's resolution or not. And this might be a good time to check in if you are one of those people who did make those resolutions. Like maybe check in with yourself where you are right now with that. But then also think about, okay, is the resolution that I made realistic? But showing up for yourself and doing what you told yourself you would do. I feel like was one of the most important things that I could have done to become more confident because you can't be confident if you're not confident in yourself and you can't be confident in yourself unless you trust yourself. Um, I know there was a lot of times in my life where I didn't trust myself. So how could I be confident in myself if I didn't trust that like the things that I told myself that I would do that I would actually do. And these could be small things. Like I know for the longest time I was like, when I get up in the morning, I'm not going to look on Instagram. And guess what I did the next morning? I woke up, I saw my phone and I was like, you know what? I could just stay in bed just a little bit longer and just scroll through Instagram. Or the like, I remember the transition of me like not doing that. It was like, I told myself, okay, I'm not going to go on Instagram. But I'm going to go on YouTube and do the same scrolling action, but like it be on YouTube. And I think that just shows that it takes time to start building these habits. And it's not always automatically you go from like not doing the thing you told yourself to do to automatically like do doing the thing that you told yourself you're going to do. There's baby steps in between. But I do believe that like, again, me telling myself like, hey, I'm not going to go on Instagram. And I finally started like not going on Instagram. Or um, maybe for you, it's like you're keep telling yourself like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk in the morning and you decide to do something else. Then you start like questioning within yourself like, hey, can I really actually trust myself to do these things if I'm not actually showing up for myself? Um, A big one, I think, is the whole thing around boundaries. And I know I kind of hate saying boundaries at this point now because I feel like everyone's always saying, set boundaries, set boundaries. You know, to reduce stress, you need to set boundaries. And I'm just like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Um, So, of course, I'm going to give you an example. But for me, it's telling someone no. Um, As a past people pleaser, um, this was really hard for me to do. I had a hard time telling people like hey I just I can't do this right now or I don't have the capacity to do this right now or being like hey maybe can I do this later that was a really tough one for me but when I was able to trust myself and say no I'm going to say no or tell them like I don't have the time for this I'm sorry then a I was setting a boundary, which I was telling myself I could do. And then I could also believe in myself that I would set those boundaries because I respected myself. I think another thing that goes along with trusting yourself is actually respecting yourself, which all ties in with like becoming more confident. But these could even be bigger things. Like for me, um, I forget how old I was, but I started joining Facebook groups and I wanted to get more into hiking. And I kept saying like, there's no hiking in Texas. Like there's no mountains, there's no hiking. And turns out there's actually a lot more hiking than I thought. Um, I joined a few Facebook groups that had to do with hiking and sadly there is a lot of Facebook groups out there where it's just 
people are posting pictures of their hikes and it has nothing really to do with like meeting up with people but there are some um sisterhoods sisterhood hikes and such I actually did an interview with uh Tamara she is the leader of that and it's a really nice group of women that get together every month they're starting to add a few more and they go on hikes around Texas and I've learned about so many more hikes I wish I would have tracked them more um, which is a goal for me to do in 2024 since I'm continuing to go on those hiking groups with them and like actually be like hey when I want to go on hikes with friends I can look back and actually have some but um joining those groups and like actually going to those events um or even when the first I think before I actually started doing hiking groups I remember one morning I woke up and I was eating breakfast and I got on Facebook and some girl posted about like this paddleboarding um Santa themed paddleboard meetup and I was like I just had that like feeling I don't know if you've ever had this before where you're just like in your gut you're like I, I'm gonna go to this thing like it sounds crazy but I'm gonna go to this thing and I turned to my mom and I was like hey so um there's this paddleboarding thing and I was about to say I was going to say hey do you want to come with me but then I completely forgot she had work that day and I I decided like, no, I'm, I want to go to this thing and I have to go by myself um, because my sister was working. All of my friends were working and actually, no, I probably think my friends were asleep at that time, but um, plus it was super last minute and my mom was working. So I had no one to go with, but again, I just knew I had to go to this thing and I wasn't going to let anything stop me from actually going. Um, and I could have allowed myself to just be like, no, I'll just like, I'll do my normal thing around the house. But I decided, no, I want to go to this thing. And then that led me into meeting other girls who then told me about different hiking groups that actually met up and did events. And then that led me to now being in these hiking groups where I've met one of or like a few of my closest friends there and I see her every single hike and I'm still building more friendships within that and that would have never happened if I didn't trust myself to just go and take risks and do the thing. Um, so I encourage you to go out and like if there's something where I know bucket lists are a really big thing. I still make them sometimes, but um, if you keep teetering back and forth, like maybe I want to join like a cooking class or maybe I want to do this thing, like just just go do it. Like put it on your calendar, plan it, take that risk, try new things and like show yourself that you can trust yourself. Um, if you want to go even bigger, you can do what I did um, and go on a solo trip. And I really feel like this has allowed me to to really, really trust myself because I remember going to Colorado and it was the first solo trip I ever did. And I I had so many people tell me that it was crazy that you're a female. So why, why would you go on a trip by yourself? You're so young. You're so beautiful. Like something's going to happen. And I just had this feeling where it was like, if I set the intention that nothing's bad is going to happen and 
of course, I'm going to be safe. Like I had pepper spray on me. I was aware of my surroundings. Um, I had a few people knowing where my location is. But also if I went into the mindset of this is going to be a great trip, I have things planned, I am okay because I am safe because I'm taking those precautions, um, everything's going to be fine. And then again, that just building that trust within myself that like, okay, I can figure out if like I run out of gas or if um, my tire goes out or I have access to people that I can get in contact with. But then sometimes it was just like I had to decide what to do because I couldn't get in contact. And then I also feel like when you're by yourself more, (laughs) this sounds really, really cheesy, but um, when you're by yourself more, you're you're able to trust yourself more because you're like actually with yourself. Um, And I mean this in a way of like, you're not on social media. You're not like um, consuming podcasts or audio books or any other content or any other content, you're actually with yourself. Um, And I don't think we do that enough nowadays. And that then repeats the process of like not being able to trust yourself because again, all you're getting is input from other people, but you don't know what you actually believe. And I firmly believe this because I am a constant consumer of podcasts and audiobooks and it's like you're always getting everybody else's input still. It might not be input from your family, it might not be input from your friends, but you're getting other people's input which does provide some sort of, it does help because you're getting different ideas, but I also think like You need to be able to sit with those ideas and be like, do I actually believe this? Because I know for me, I would listen to a podcast, I'd finish the podcast, and I'd automatically listen to another podcast, or I'd automatically start listening to music or an audiobook or something like that, or some YouTube video. And I never actually took the time to be like, hmm, do I believe that? Granted, yes, it does take me longer to finish podcasts now, but I think it's more about being able to analyze what they're actually saying, especially if they're more thought provoking. Um, I'm not saying you have to pause it like every 30 minutes or whatnot, but if it's more thought provoking, then you can actually learn more about yourself when you're asking yourself those same questions um, or about those topics that people are talking about within those podcasts. But I also just want to say, You can take these risks. You can set those like say I'm not going to go on Instagram when I wake up in the morning or I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to set those boundaries. But I want to tell you this. You can do that without having any guilt. Maybe you wake up one morning and you really don't feel like you want to go for that walk. And maybe you've been kind of consistent, but you're like, I just, I really don't feel like going for a walk. Or maybe it's really, really cold and you're just like, I can't get out of this bed and go for a walk. Maybe just do some stretching. But the worst thing that you could do in that moment is put guilt on yourself because then you're definitely not going to want to trust yourself because you know that if you don't do the thing that you want to do, it's kind of like if you were to do that, it's like a parent yelling at you. And everyone hates like a parent or an authority figure yelling at them. Um, Or at least I think you would hate that. I know I did. So maybe you're completely different and you're like, hey, I really like when people yell at me. It gets me more motivated, which like 
props to you for that. Um, but I know for most people, they don't like feeling that guilt and they just puts them down a shame spiral. And that's not the effect that we want when we're trying to become more confident. When you think of someone who's confident, they're strong. They've got like their like chest puffed out. They almost like have that like superhero stance and they're strong. They're like able to hold themselves. And someone who's feeling guilty, someone who's feeling shame can't feel that. Um, And you want to make sure that when you do mess up, that there is no shame around that. And another thing that I just want to say is that like, you can acknowledge that the thing that you're doing, the new thing that you're trying, like when I went on that first like meeting random people at that paddleboard meetup or doing my solo trip that it's scary because it is scary but you can still move forward with that this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently where things can be scary or things can make you really nervous but like you can acknowledge those feelings because your feelings are valid But you can still move forward in the process because then there's going to be growth within that. And then that's going to, if you think about it, um, I know I just cut myself off there. But if you think about it, if something's scary, let's say those are points. And you can either put those points in the bucket of making you even more nervous and just staying where you're at. Or um, I guess that would be putting it more in the trash pile. So it would be removing the points. Or you can take those scary points and add them into the bucket of becoming more confident. And that still acknowledges the fact of the thing that you're doing is scary, but because you are moving forward and those points are going in the like trusting yourself bucket, that then makes you even more confident and you're gaining more points and scoring more within the game that you are playing. So the next time you're like, I don't know if I can do this thing. I don't trust myself. I don't believe in myself. Just remember that like, hey, I'm realizing that this thing is scary, but that still means that I can move forward because I know it's going to make me more confident in myself in the end. The next thing I want to talk about is Again, taking more risks. I know I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but that was more about trusting yourself in general. Um, But taking more risks as far as like, maybe you really wanted to get into lifting. And so I feel like one of the biggest risks is like getting under that barbell. Um, I know for me, I was one of those weird types that like it got me really excited. Um, But I know, especially for girls, it can be a little bit intimidating getting under that barbell or adding weight. Sometimes I feel like the barbell isn't as scary anymore just because so many people talk about it on social media, but adding weight, like I mean real weight. Grant, yes, I want you to do it with good form and learn good form, but if you are doing the same weight or the same rep range, like I'm telling you to do like two to five reps, but heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, that can be really scary. (laughs) Um, And again, you're going to have to trust yourself that you can lift that weight um, and maybe have like a lifting buddy with you. Now, um, make sure you don't have to have them spot you, but maybe you're there together and you're doing this thing together. But I would challenge you even more so you can trust yourself to do it by yourself because there are people around the gym um, and they will help you. I promise. Um, unless you like 
try and hide it like I did when I um, missed the box jump, but that's a whole nother story. I think I did a podcast a long time ago about that, my gym mistakes. You're going to have to go way down in the podcast rabbit hole for that one. But I, I challenge you to like, a great way to take those risks is to start lifting and really go heavy on that barbell because again, that's going to make you feel more confident when you're able to lift that weight and be like, heck yeah, I just lift this much weight and I've never lifted this much weight before. It makes you feel more powerful, which then in turn adds more points to the game and makes you feel more confident. Or maybe there's like, a class you really, really want to take. Maybe you want to take that yoga class or maybe for me, it was, um, I had a friend who started a boxing, jujitsu, and there's another one that he did, but they started making these classes and I kept hemming and hawing about it. Granted, I did have my ankle sprain at the time, so I couldn't really do it, but it kind of gave me an excuse to not have to show up. Um, And I was a little bit nervous. I was like, I'm going to look so stupid. (laughs) Um, And I finally decided like, okay, I keep telling them I'm going to go. And now I don't have this ankle sprain to deal with. So I'm just going to take the class. And I took the class. Yes, I wasn't the best. I messed up a lot. And I laughed in between it. But the thing is, is like, I'm learning something new. And I get to be a beginner. And it was a lot more fun than I thought. Or actually, I knew it was going to be fun but it turned out better than what I thought it was going to be. And now I can officially say that I've taken a boxing class and I, I can't remember, did I go back or was that like the last class (laughs) of that trimester? But I'm planning on going back or at least doing the jujitsu one because that's really what I want to get into, but that's kind of besides the point this time. Um, Another risk that you could take is when you feel that niggle to like ask a question and this could be like maybe you want to talk to someone but you're so nervous to talk to that person because you're like I don't want them to think that I'm weird or I don't like maybe they don't want to talk to me I don't want to interrupt what they're doing I promise you most people want to talk to people yes I know some people in my life who are introverts and are screaming at me right now being like I don't want to talk to people but most people want to make friends And to make friends, you have to say hi. (laughs) And that means you have to talk to people and meet people. Or maybe you like want to get better at communication or maybe you want to like run a business one day and to run a business, you like actually have to talk to people. The best way to do that is to make friends and stumble through that by saying hi. I actually had a goal for myself for a while back then where I told myself um, every time I went to the gym, I wanted to compliment someone at the gym. And at first it was someone new every time, but it ended up sometimes being the same person or not the same person, but the same few people. And I still counted it. Um, but I, it allowed me to start building that muscle of confidence of being like, I can talk confidently because I'm starting to compliment people and start the conversation. Uh, I feel like the hardest part of a conversation is to start it. 
And that could literally just be by you complimenting them because people love to be complimented. And then they think you're a nice person, which I hope you're a nice person. I'm pretty sure you're a nice person because you're listening to this podcast and most people who are nice listen to, or actually I'm going to say all the people who listen to this podcast are nice. Um, But yeah, this would me being like, hey, I really like your shoes. And they're like, oh, thanks. And if the conversation stopped there, it stopped there. Maybe I might have asked them for their name. Maybe not. But like they then would be happy that I complimented them and they'd smile and that would brighten their day. And then for me, it was just a way of me being like, I can talk to strangers. Um, Another goal that I had for myself, and this was when I started the pre-DC program at my school for chiropractic and I started going to clubs. And again, I was in that situation of, I know no one. I feel really dumb and stupid right now because I know nothing about chiropractic because I thought I was going to go to PT school, but um, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Um, And all these people are so much smarter than me and like all those like self-limiting belief thoughts just spiraling in my head. And I was just like, well, the goal for myself is just to at least say hi to one person. And the funny thing is, and I don't even know if she knows this, but there's a girl that I'm actually close with right now. And I said, and I had this goal for myself to say hi to someone new. And it's funny because I had said hi to her at the, I think it was the second meeting I went to for like R2P or something like that and like now we're pretty close friends and that never would have happened if I didn't just say hi and then bonus points I complimented her tank top so (laughs) there's that too so you can get two points within that and then when it was the first week of school for try one I told myself I had to say hi and introduce myself to at least one person um, every day for the first like two weeks of my try because I wanted to make sure that I was meeting people within my try and getting to know people because it's kind of hard. I feel like the first like two solid weeks of school and especially if you're new in a program, that's like when it's the right time to meet people to get to know people and to like start building relationships yes you can do it later but like people do start building their clicks um and it can kind of be hard to like find your way in there um now don't get me wrong I can be a lone wolf and it's super easy to be that but like having support around you I do believe is important. Um, So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just setting myself off on the sidelines and not talking to anyone or sitting in the back of the classroom and like just being to myself because it's super easy to do that. But again, in the long run, it's going to be helpful to reach out and talk to people because then you will have that support when things do get tough. And people who are in your program, um, and this could be with any program that you're doing or honestly anything, like the people who are in it with you understand it. Yes, I could go home and talk to my family about it. I could go to my friends who aren't in the program and talk about it, but they don't really understand what I'm going through. And there's nothing against them as far as that goes. It's just they don't get it. And that's fine. But if I never reached out in those first two weeks, I wouldn't have already started building that relationship with people so I told myself you're gonna have to say hi and I knew that like I'm not the 
best with names <laughs> and I'm trying to get better. Like I've done all those tips where like people are like, okay, you, when you say their name or it's like you say hi, they say their name. And so then you say, oh, hi, I'm going to just say Bob. So like, let's say Bob comes up to me and he's like, hey, Rebecca. And I'm like, hi, uh, what's your name? And well, I'd hope he wouldn't know my name at that point. So let's backtrack. So if he came up to me and was like, hi. And I was like, hi, what's your name? And he was like, Bob. And then I would be like, hi, my name's Rebecca or hi, Bob. My name's Rebecca. Make sure you like say the name. Um, and then I think they say like, let's say Bob was wearing green glasses. I would then in my head associate Bob with green glasses. Um, and that's supposed to help you remember the name. Yeah, that doesn't always happen for me. So again, something I am still working on. Um, but the last little niggle that I feel like most people feel is when they want to ask a question in class. And I feel like there's so much around that. Um, especially when you are younger in school, um, or maybe you're dealing with imposter syndrome where you're like, oh my gosh, is my class going to think I'm stupid? I don't want anyone to think that I'm stupid. If I have this question and no one else has this question and like, Am I going to seem like I'm dumb and I don't know anything that's going on? A, I just want to say that um, if you're confused in class, just ask the question because um, you're going to love yourself that you did that because let's say there's a test question that pops up and you needed to know that information. And if you didn't ask that question, you wouldn't have known. Um, you're going to probably hate yourself in that moment because you're like, man, I should have asked that question. Or like you could look it up on Google, but again, each professor is different on like when it comes to answers and maybe Google or ChatGPT doesn't have the same exact answers as they do. Um, but I also think that it like, again, builds that confidence within yourself because you're able to speak up for yourself. Again, going back to trusting yourself, when you're able to speak up for yourself, you stand up for yourself. And when we go back to that figure in your mind, like think of that person in your life who you know is like confident. You got them in your brain. Would they ask a question? Do they stand up for themselves? Do they go out and do the things that they want to do? Probably yes. So every time when you are thinking, I can't do this, ask yourself, would whoever is in your mind right now, would they do this? And that might help start building that muscle of trust so that you can then go out and stand up for yourself and do the things that you want to do and then therefore become more confident. Now, the next thing I want to say, which this like grinds my gears, and I think this grinds my gears the most because I used to do this a lot and also because I'm working on it a lot. And that is saying or stop saying that you don't know. I know there's a big thing out there where people say like, oh, just like, it's okay to say that you don't know. I know when I was a personal trainer and they were like, um, there's a lot of people saying that it's okay to tell your clients that you don't know. I'm not talking about that sort of situation. I'm talking about the situation where like maybe someone's asking you a question about a certain topic and it's super like just opinion based or like your thoughts or values on things and they're just asking for your opinion and you're just like I don't know 
I'm telling you this right now, you know something. You know a little bit about something. <laughs> like, um, I was having this conversation with someone and I um, was telling them that, okay, instead of saying, I don't know, which way do you lean more? I can't remember the question I asked them, but like, I think I had said, like, do you believe in something? I don't remember what the thing was, but they were like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, but like, which way do you lean more? Do you lean more towards yes or do you lean more towards no? And they're like, I lean more towards yes. And I was like, okay, so you do know. You do know something. There is something within you that makes you believe that that thing is real so you can just say yes. Or maybe you don't have to say a full out yes. Maybe you could just say, I think I believe in that. Or I think I don't believe in that. Or I think I like this, or I think I don't like this. That at least gives you like a starting point instead of just saying, I don't know. Because I think a lot of the times when we say, I don't know, it's because we're afraid of not being right. I think that's one of the biggest ones because if we are not right, then again, it goes back to that whole imposter syndrome of being wrong and people thinking that we are not smart. And that we are afraid that if people don't believe that we are not smart, then they will not like, I don't want to even say put us on a pedestal, but like think that we have any authority on things. And I think this comes, um, this is really big when you're like in any sort of grad school because everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. Um, but this could even be like people within your life where you're like, you want them to think that you're smart and you're so afraid of them not thinking that you're not smart that like you want to keep this idea so you can't say something for a fact because um, if you're wrong, then you believe that you don't know something like truly. And then they might start thinking, oh my gosh, if she was wrong about this, then maybe she actually doesn't know as much as we think she knows. And I'm telling you this right now, most people aren't thinking that. They're just like, oh, okay, she was wrong. And you can honestly just say like, yeah, I was wrong. And you then learn from that. The way you actually become smart, like how do you believe that you get smart? Studying probably is the first thing that popped into your head. Um, learning, but how do you learn? You ask questions. But if you don't ask questions and then um, work through that, then you'll never know anything about that thing that you're asking a question about or that you're thinking about. Um, and the best way to learn things is when people ask you questions. So it is okay to be wrong. Um, another reason that I think that people keep saying, I don't know, is because they're afraid of being judged. And this is less about like, when someone asks you like, what is two plus two? And let's say you say five, okay, wrong. Unless it's like some sort of weird riddle or something. But I'm talking about the question of like, what is your favorite color? And like when people tell me that they don't know what their favorite color is, um, I have someone in my life that does this and I'm just like, you like, it doesn't have to be a defined fact. It can just be whatever your favorite color is right now. Um, and when people say, I don't know what my favorite color is, I'm like, pick a color. Like, what are you feeling in this moment? Maybe you're feeling red. It is totally fine for that opinion to change in that moment. And so if you're finding yourself being like, well, I don't know, based off like a question that is more like, do you like this dress or do you like um, this type of food? 
you can say like I've never tried it before so I'm not sure um but I think getting away from saying I don't know will really help you build that muscle of becoming more confident because then you know more about yourself so in those moments when like let's even say you're trying to find an outfit Um, I used to do this a lot or I feel like most people do this too where like they try on an outfit they're not sure about it so or maybe they are sure about it but they still want to take a picture and make sure like that it is a good outfit and they send it to like all their friends and they're like what do you think about this outfit should I buy this should I buy this and you wait for their response I'm going to challenge you right now if you are one of those people go out shopping put on an outfit that you like and if you like it buy it don't ask anyone don't ask for anyone's opinion buy it next day wear it to school wear it to work or wherever you go in public and just wear it with confidence and I promise you if you go out there and just be like I love this shirt no one is going to say anything about it looking bad I honestly believe most things like everything can be worn as long as you feel confident in it. Heck, I like went to school in a kangaroo onesie one time and I had so many people giving me compliments about it. And that was because I walked in and I was like, yep, I'm wearing a onesie kangaroo because I want to be comfy in lecture. It was also Halloween on that day. So it like gave me a little bit of wiggle room with that, but I was the only one in costume at that point. Now someone did go home and like actually because they didn't have lecture, but I still did. Um, They went home, put on a costume and came back. But I will say I was the first person that was in costume. Um, And then just to like reiterate that again, the more that you keep telling your brain, I don't know, the more that you are programming that in your subconscious that like you don't know things when you do. I know you do. You just have to believe in yourself that you actually do know things and you do that by starting to give explanations to why you like a certain thing or why you believe a certain thing. Um, So I challenge you to do that. The next thing that will help you become more confident is just faking it until you make it. It's funny, I have this really close friend and we were in class and she was talking to people and I think we went to club later and she just kept talking to people and she I was like oh my gosh you're so outgoing and I was just like you're so confident like how are you doing this um I'm really trying to become more confident like you're just you're great at it like it seems like you're a natural and she just goes girl I'm terrified every single time I walk up to a person I just do it and I fake it till I make it and it just like I was like How in the world are you faking it till you make it? Because you literally look like you are a natural at this. And it's because she is comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that is why. And again, that is a muscle that you might have to build. And I feel like most people are building that muscle over and over again when you are put in different situations. Um, But the more that you are okay with just going up to someone, saying hi, complimenting them and then just asking like hey where did you get those shoes or like um I'm trying to think of other things just like starting a conversation and like asking them questions about themselves it makes a conversation so much easier and easier yes you still might be nervous but again you're just adding more points into that confident bucket so that The more that you fake it, the more you will actually start believing it. 
last thing that I want to say along the lines of also just faking it because like again my friend was like girl I'm faking it the entire time I completely believed her and or I completely believed that she like wasn't faking it at the beginning until I asked her but this just reiterates that like no one really cares everyone is in their own world they're not really noticing you they're not noticing that maybe you just like dropped your phone on the ground unless you make a big scene they don't notice that you stumbled over a step unless you make it a big scene like no one really notices unless you make a big scene about it because they're so up in their head about what are people thinking about me do people think I'm stupid should I ask this question they're probably having the same exact thoughts as you are but we all believe that everyone is staring at us in because we are in our own world when literally everyone else is in their own bubble I'm not calling people selfish and like obsessed with themselves or anything but like everyone has their own insecurities and I think that we forget that we are not the only ones in the world that have insecurities ourselves Um, people are always working through things people always got things on their mind it's not they're not always looking at you and automatically thinking well she's dumb well she's not smart well, she's a fool or she's a klutz. They're not. They're literally, maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they do see you fall. Um, I know for myself, like the second, was it the second week of school? I was wearing my favorite blue lemon leggings. They were green. They were like the army green. And there was this one step in front of my school and I was texting and I trip over that one step because I didn't see the step and I trip and I skin my knee and I rip those leggings on my knee and my knee just starts bleeding and my school has these windows that um that like fill up the entire front part of my school and basically my one building at my school is like complete glass um if there was a tornado or something, it would not be good. Um, anyways, so this guy was eating breakfast. <laughs> and when I look up from when I tripped, he looked right at me and looked away. And he probably was like, man, she is such a, such a klutz. And at that moment, yes, I, ve- I very much was. Um, but guess what I did? I laughed it off. And I walked away and I did my thing. And then guess what I did? I went up to lecture. My friend was like, what happened to you? Because she saw that there was a rip in my pants that didn't look like it was supposed to be there. And there was like blood a little bit, or at least like it looked like it was wet in that area. So like it was blood because it was on my knee. And uh, she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I tripped. But guess what this guy did? And like, it just ends up being a funny story so like let's say you're talking to someone and you get tongue-tied that like you can just be like oh I'm so sorry like everyone messes up everyone gets tongue-tied um things happen and you can just laugh about it with them because when you're able to make humor out of something everyone would rather just be able to laugh about something than just be awkward and serious about it because then that makes things weird when you make something weird and awkward then people remember it in that way but if you're just able to be like oh oops like yeah 
I did that. <laughs> My bad. Um, oops, I messed up and just laugh about it. Then they just think like, oh, hey, she's funny. Um, I remember my dad when I was younger, I was getting picked on in um, elementary school on the playground. And I can't remember what they were telling me at this point, but I just remember going home to my dad and I was like, these kids are picking on me. And he was like, just laugh with them. They can't be mean to you or they don't want to be mean to you if they're not getting the effect out of you that they want. So they want me to be sad. They want me to break down. They want me to seem weaker. But let's say they were like, hey, you're." I remember this kid. He called me giraffe because he was, no, 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 it wasn't giraffe. He called me pine tree because I was tall and he didn't like that I was tall, um, <laughs> which is the weirdest insult looking back. Um, but he kept calling me pine tree. And I was like, why do you keep calling me a tree? And when I just laughed about it, then like he stopped calling me pine tree because he realized that like, oh, she's not upset about this anymore. Like she thinks that this is funny and that's not getting the effect that I want. And so if you're able to laugh about it with people, then they just think of you as like, A, if they're trying to be mean, they'll stop being mean. And B, like they'll just remember you as being funny and being able to laugh about yourself, um, which I feel like is a good thing to develop as a human being. Um, there's this song called A Hundred Bad Days Make A Hundred Good Stories by I think it's AJR. And I just... I think it just reiterates the fact of like you can have those bad days or you can have those mess ups and you will be like 80 years old in your rocking chair and being able to look back on how funny those situations are. But if you don't realize that no one cares and people would rather just laugh about things and have good memories and you're so serious about life, then like those things won't be funny and it will be harder to look back on your life because you're like, I have to be this perfect person that never messes up, that always gets everything right. And that's just a lot of pressure. And I would rather just be laughing through life. And I think there's like a, like there's a thing out there where they talk about how like if you're innocent um, or like dumb and innocent, like they actually have better, like their happiness levels are higher because they're not so particular about things and they can just laugh. I would rather have that. Granted, I'd also really like to be smart because I value my ability to like know things. But like realizing that like sometimes just being dumb and being able to laugh at yourself gives you more happiness in your life than like being the know-it-all that knows everything because then you're so serious about things and that's just not a life that I want to live. So I just want to end this out with like giving you some mistakes that I have that like people don't care about. So I get tongue tied a lot. Um, I get in conversations, especially because I can talk really fast when I get excited about things and I get tongue tied. A lot. I think I've done it on the podcast a few times or maybe like before the podcast. There's I will tell you this right now. Uh, the beginning of this podcast, I started it and was like, hey, 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 welcome to Becca Babbles podcast. And then I started out with something else and I was like, this was weird. Nope. Um, 
And then there was the second time where I started it and I was saying something and then my tongue got completely tied. So people mess up. I get tongue tied. And usually when it's in the middle of a podcast, I'm like, nah, okay. This just shows people that like I'm imperfect. It's okay. And I can laugh at myself for being tongue tied. Um, Another thing is I miss a lot of spelling mistakes. Um, You probably see it on my Instagram a lot because I'm just at this point. I'm like, I don't care. Like if people get the message, they get the message. If they don't, then they don't. Um, But I spell a lot of things wrong or maybe my grammar isn't the best. And again, um, I don't really care because I feel like the right people will find it and the right people will be able to interpret what I'm trying to say. Granted, I'm not going out there being like all of these words. I'm going to mess them up. Um, on purpose and I try my best to make sure that it is understandable um, when I post it but like again I'm human and I make mistakes and I mess up Uh, the last mistake and I feel like this is a pretty big one and I want people to realize this is like I make scheduling mistakes Um, as a person who is obsessed with google calendar who's obsessed with planning who like likes to be on her stuff I still make mistakes when it comes to planning. Again, I'm human. I mess up and that is okay. Again, no one really cares, but they see me trying. They see that I care about scheduling. They see that I care about certain things and that's all that really matters. So I just want to let you know that being confident isn't about being outgoing or outspoken. It's about having the ability to trust yourself and put yourself out there. Being okay with making mistakes and moving forward. The more that you tell yourself that it is okay with not always being right or being perfect, the easier it will be to become more confident. So I just want to leave you with that. And I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can be the most confident you that you want to be. You just got to keep adding those points to those buckets. And if you have any questions, don't be afraid to reach out. You can reach out to me on Instagram or you can email me. Tell me if you like did something to add those points to those buckets. I want to know. Let me know. Um, But I just want to say have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAndWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag BeccaBabblesPodcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.